Hello, this is Tim Rausenberger with BrassTenor.com. Today is Sunday, July 16th, 2017. This is episode 25, Great Literature versus Comic Books. When we take a look at today's title, most people are going to get the gist of what this episode is going to be about. But I want to give a quick preface about comic books before I go on. I think comic books are fantastic for so many different reasons. I am a very, very big collector of lots of different items. Uh, When I was younger, I collected baseball cards, and I still do, certainly not to the degree that I used to. But I understand the value of certain comic books that are out there. I also appreciate the artwork, the entertainment that's associated with it, and appreciating comic books in some ways as being their own art form. The purpose of today's episode is to put the written material, that is the dialogue of the comics, in relation to great literature. And what I mean by that is great literary works. So I in no means mean any disrespect to anyone who enjoys comic books or any other types of things relating to collectibles uh, or things of that nature. Many years ago, I attended a music education conference in which a internationally renowned composer and conductor presented a fantastic clinic with a name that was a little bit different than my title, but it was along the same lines. And during the clinic, he discussed the importance of doing great repertoire, great literature with your music ensembles. And he went through an entire list of recommended pieces, why they work, why they are so important to do. But it w- it's one thing to hear this from someone. It's quite another to be able to hear it from an educator who's been doing this for a long time and to be able to share their experiences, which is what I want to do with you today. After 20 years of teaching, whether it's been bands, choruses, and even an occasional orchestra thrown in there, I'm very proud to say that in the school setting, not a community band setting, but in a school setting, The only works that I've done have been ones that are very, very high quality in the world of academia, in the world of band and choral literature for students. And there's nothing wrong with 
stuff that's from the mainstream by any means if you can find something that actually works and to be perfectly blunt I really haven't found much of anything that really works I'll give you a few examples let's take Lord of the Rings now Lord of the Rings of course was a fabulous read for people years ago then we got the remarkable symphony number no. one Lord of the Rings by Johann de May where he brilliantly scores the music to tell the story in five different movements and I remember one of my one of his the earliest performances of that piece when it had come out I remember actually hearing a college orchestra it was actually the Pennsylvania Allstate College Orchestra or it may have been the Pennsylvania Allstate College Band and they had played his Symphony Number no. 1 and I was blown away and it made me want to read the book and then the Lord of the Rings movies came out and the music was entirely different because it was a totally different composer which is fine but the thing about the music from the movies and this invariably happens it, it always happens in the band world and in the chorus world arrangers will then take this popular stuff this mainstream material and they'll come out with their own arrangements for children and the Lord of the Rings arrangements came out and to be blunt none of them were really anywhere near the quality of the original and when that's the case I don't think you're doing the music any justice by performing it in the school to come up with the argument well you're exposing the kids to the music are you are you really because if your argument is that you're exposing them to the music chances are that at the time when Lord of the Rings came out everybody was exposed to it at that time when those movies were coming out they were big just like the Harry Potter movies very very big box office draws the Star Wars movies but the arrangements that would come out with these incredible uh, films I, I, I don't know I, I I've never been a huge fan and and I've gone to concerts before I went to a concert oh geez only about three or four months ago and I listened to a band a high school band play and an arrangement of Star Wars music and it wasn't good it wasn't even so much that the arrangement wasn't good but the performance wasn't good either and now you're having the students perform 
And an audience that knows what the music sounds like already, and they're hearing wrong notes, and yes, okay, you can say, well, that's the director's fault, they shouldn't have picked out something that was so challenging, and I I get that. But going back and looking at the way that the music was, was arranged, I don't think it was very good to begin with. And there's a reason why that music is much better suited for orchestra, And if you have a high school orchestra, I guess they can handle that music. Go for it. But here's what's interesting, and this is what I wanted to share with you as an educator of 20 years. It was not until this school year that I actually attempted to do any music of any kind that was mainstream. In my entire career, I never did anything that was a popular song, a popular movie, anything in the pop genre. And I don't have anything against popular music. I just think that Katy Perry singing Katy Perry is the way it should be, not a band playing Katy Perry. Now, if it's a marching band playing a tune in the stands at, at, at a, a football game, that's different. I, I'm totally fine with that. I think doing Lady Gaga's Poker Face is awesome. I think it gets the, the crowd really, really excited. And actually, quite a few of the marching band arrangements are written very well. But when we're talking about concert bands and chorus in a school setting, I would avoid those things like the plague. And I want to share my experience about what happened this year when I did finally decide to program mainstream music. I actually did program music from Harry Potter. And I passed the music out to the students, and by the third rehearsal, the kids looked at me and said, this music is too hard. Now, I knew that they were going to be able to pull it off, but it was gonna take some serious work, and this was considered to be at their level. Music was extremely challenging, and the key signatures that they had to deal with, and the accidentals, and all of the different pitfalls that are associated with a lot of this music, as it turns out, out of the four pieces on their spring concert, it wound up in the end being their least favorite of the four pieces. Isn't that something? I mean, yeah, there were a few kids that really liked it, and the audience liked it to some degree as well, and they did perform it well. But it still didn't sound like the original, not even remotely close to the original. That's why the original with certain things should be left alone. Leave it the way that it is. There's more than enough music. There's no need to do Looney Tunes music or do SpongeBob SquarePants music when there is a there are brilliant band compositions out there that are cartoon based and have the word cartoon in them, but they're not about any particular cartoon. 
I have nothing against mainstream music. I love listening to it. But in terms of school music for bands and choruses, there's just so much to choose from. Try to go with something else. Try to stay away from the mainstream music. In the end, your kids will thank you for it.